Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wow. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you, November 30th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your hump day. Wacky Wednesday. Hump day. It's a big-time show today. Big There's time. a ton to talk about. We could do four hours of radio today. You could do two hours just on UK football with the coaching stuff. You could do two hours probably on the UK basketball game last night, or at least that, and looking ahead to some other stuff. Uh, you could We could talk World Cup for probably a while if we wanted to. That was exciting yesterday. Uh, it is a big-time radio show today, and I'm, I'm excited to talk. Nick Roush, how are you? I, uh, I appreciate that you got your, your stars and bars out for us today. Big, uh, a lot of American spirit in this room right now, thanks to you, T.J. Walker. Yes, uh, I'm wearing a USA jacket because I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they won yesterday. That was pretty cool. Really Ooh, hope uh, Kristen Polistic's downstairs is doing all right yeah that was uh Uh, quite the shoddy pelvic contusion there'd never be a better time to be a pelvis right now than to be his that thing probably has 24 7 care (laughs) for the next like seven days that thing will be treated like a king oh man how uh so when 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 when's the lads running about saturday Wow. And then I saw a time, I saw a 10 o'clock time. 10 a.m., yeah. 10 a.m. Uh, so it's going to be against the Netherlands, against the Dutch. Well, I guess we, we let's just jump into that. Let's just jump into the soccer talk. Scoots, how are you? I am tired. Real tired today. Had to work till 11 o'clock last night. Then I got home and I did the thing where I can't go to sleep right away. So it was almost 1 o'clock when I, when I rolled to bed. Do you wake up during the middle of the night? Mm, if I do, I go back to sleep within two seconds, okay. so it doesn't matter. That's nice. Yeah. Well, at least you. I was when, when you do finally get down, you do sleep. But I was just, I was, I think I like to think that I was just prepping myself for tonight because it's going to be another late one with that Indiana game tipping off after nine. So. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Sheesh, it's a big one for the Hoosiers. Oh my tonight. gosh, I am. Words cannot describe how excited I am. You gonna wear your candy striped pants? Uh, maybe this <laughs> might this might be a candy striped pants occasion. Who um who's all on the slate? Who is it? UNC. Oh. Yeah, Indiana, North Carolina. 
Although game maybe lost a little bit of its luster with UNC. A now lot being of its luster. 18th instead of number yeah. one. A lot of its luster. But the crowd will still be there. They'll still be rowdy. Hoosiers It'll be fun. your favorite. They are. But There's a is it zero six and a half percent still? chance IU doesn't win this game, by the way. Zero percent chance. IU's winning, and I feel pretty good about them covering. Do, is it still it's six and a half? Five and a half. Oh, really? So it's went down. Okay, so my take was going to be Indiana. I'm with you, TJ. Indiana definitely wins this game. But I, when that initial six and a half came out, I didn't like that. I think Carolina probably covers six and a half. No, I think that, this is just like classic IU. That place is going to be a beehive tonight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. People are probably going to say really mean and terrible things to the UNC players' families. Uh, will there be a court storming now that I no. now that UNC lost? Probably no. not. Oh, had man. I had UNC been number one going in, probably tonight, so. IU yeah. would have rushed yeah. the court. No I think doubt so. About it. They still might. You never know. No way. Bunch, bunch of animals. No way. Tom Green might animals. just show up with a pair of scissors anyway. Just start chopping down nets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You hey, you never know. Bob, not... Bob Knight was at practice yesterday. Oh, oh man. If Bob Knight's at practice. Just wanted to get his hands on one more player. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing? What was he there? Just taking it all in? He was just taking it all in. Yeah, it was the, there was a lot of former UK, or UK, former Indiana guys show up I've to practice yesterday. I've been saying IU for UNC all this morning <laughs> as well, so you're, you're in good company with the with the replacing the right team. Uh, well, good. Well, good. It's a big night for the Hoosiers. I, I feel very confident that they're going to just probably dominate this game. Won't really be anything against UNC. A lot of teams probably would take a big L in what's the name of the stadium or the arena now? Simon Scott S- Assembly Hall. There we Simon go. Scotchy. Assembly Hall. Scooty, Scooty. Scooty, Scooty, Assembly Hall. Samsonite, Swanson. Knew it started with an S, though. All right, well, we'll we'll talk more about the slate tonight if we get time to do it. But, uh, yeah, that was great. I I went up to a local spot with the wife and my brother and and watched the the game. And it was, whew, that was a nervous, that was a nervous watch. The, um... First and foremost, I, I still haven't seen an angle where you can convince me that the second goal was offside. Like I just, I, not convinced. If yeah. it was, it was by less than a foot. Yeah, losers. Yeah, like, it was just kind of bogus to like, with all the reviews that they've been doing, They that's like blowing a play dead and not letting the result the fumble, happen. And yeah, then letting yeah. like actually, let's go to the cameras to see what's what. Because if they didn't raise that flag, it still would have been reviewed, and maybe it would have been offsides. I don't know. They they've got like that little system technology that like shows it definitively what it is or what it's not. But we didn't get to go to that because of that little goober with the flag. Yep. Oh well, they won. Yeah, they did. Uh, I was uh, man. There were some close calls there late in the final ten minutes or whatever. Yeah, I didn't really like us like taking our foot off the gas the way that we did the final like twenty minutes. Certainly got into kind of conservative mode. Let's not. There was one let's, play let's in particular. In on our end. I did not like that. In like the 84th minute, where the ball's just sitting there, you're like, kick it out, get it out, get that ball out of there. And I just thought, uh, an, uh, er, wait, how do we say it? Eliminated. That's how you say it. Losers! I actually do kind of feel bad for the players. They're going back to like a very ticked off government that's not happy with them. Do you see they had to, they made them sing their national anthem? Yeah, they didn't sing threaten their families. They threatened their families with torture, so they started singing. Very lucky and blessed to be able to live in the country that that we live in. But I do kind of, my my thoughts are with those players because it's probably not going to be a fun. Some players that like didn't make the team have already been jailed because they stood with the protesters. Yeah. It's not. It's not going to be good. 
they so do do feel for them. But on the other side, happy the Americans are advancing to the knockouts today. Yeah. Well, oh, that's an unbelievable goal. I, I've got to say, hats off to Ar- Iran because I, Iran, whatever we call them now. But I, I told, I was telling my roommate yesterday that if U.S. could score a goal with the way Iran was playing, they were going to get super aggressive offensively because they needed a tie, and I figured they would make a mistake and U.S. would win 2 nothing. But they never made that mistake, so hats off to them. No, no, they didn't. Uh, 10 o'clock Saturday was... Kind of watching that Wales-England game, just hoping Wales may have snuck one in when it was 0-0 for as long as it was, but then the floodgates opened and, yeah. and England cruised. Who do they play? Senegal? England, I yeah. think, does? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so that's exciting. That was a big time. I, like, all things considered, this was a group that the United States definitely should have advanced out of, and they did, and they did it without dropping a match, which I do think is impressive. The first time, I think, since 1930 in the World Cup that the United States has had back-to-back clean sheets, which is pretty cool. Uh, so good good stuff all around. And really, if you've taken the Wales, the only goal was a PK. So they've they've almost played 270 minutes without giving up a goal that didn't come from from a penalty. So that's, that's impressive stuff from the Americans. Something to get excited about. And if you're going to play a group winner, may have gotten one of the best ones you, you could get. When it's all said and done, of course, there's still games today and throughout the week to have the final standings throughout the group play. Netherlands isn't an easy match, but it's the World Cup and it's the knockout stage. You have to imagine you're going to play somebody semi-decent. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to play one of the top powers, which I'm you know, I'm, I'm saying this somewhat tongue-in-cheek, it's probably one of the ones you'd rather play or the ones you have a better chance of maybe actually beating. So that's uh, something to get excited about. And if they win on Saturday... I don't know when they play next in the quarterfinals, but that that will get America's attention if Saturday doesn't, which I think Saturday will. But if they win Saturday, then like all eyes of the country are going to be on soccer, and that's going to be really cool. And then they'll probably lose that quarterfinal game when everybody kind of gets really pumped up and excited for it. But sometimes <laughs> the, the way that it goes. But um, That's a good way to put it, though. Definitely the least crowded of like the outside watching – or outside the – the bar watching experience. I've been all three matches. I've gone places for them. Uh, the the play when we watched the Wales match, I thought that was pretty good crowd. And then the Friday game against England, expectedly that was a great crowd, but that was also Black Friday. People didn't have to work. Same, yeah. And then yeah. yesterday, I think people kind of had to get back to the swing of things, so not most people could go take a late lunch or or dip out early. But uh, they a lot on the line, and I bet people, I bet places will be crowded on Saturday. I have a feeling they will. Um, I have a feeling also that they will not be crowded Sunday at the O2 Arena because that's the same time that England is playing in the World Cup. So, Oh, my gosh. Imagine the people that have to work that game. Oh, I bet they're so pissed. I bet they're so mad. <laughs> Bloody basketball game during the Cup. By the way, the next game will be next weekend, either Friday or Saturday. So it'd go Saturday, Friday, or Saturday? Yeah. Well, let's hope for that Saturday. No kidding. Bloody cop! <laughs> Try not to laugh too much. Let that one breathe some. Serving these Americans fishing. Oh, that was the country accent. Yeah, we'll just stop while we're ahead. <laughs> Speaking of basketball, they played a game last night, Roush. They played a basketball game last night. I think I've calmed down a little bit. I, I'm, I'm much more willing to – I'm going to have criticism and complaints. But I think all things considered, when the dust settled, last night wasn't as bad as I made it out to be on social media. 
um, when kind of taking it all in. Bellarmine is a really funky team to play. It's a weird style. They kept playing the Eric Musselman quotes about, like, I'm never playing them. I won't even look at them. When I come to Louisville, I'm spitting on their campus. Uh, it was really kind of over the top, wasn't it? Like, yeah. okay, Eric. They're dead just, to me. Just take it easy. Right? You don't have to I'm play. hiring an assassin to take them out. You don't, have to, you don't have to go that. We get it. You don't want to play them. Uh, but they kept playing that. And there's truth to it. Bellarmine's just a they're, – they're, they're a strange – group to go against and what we said yesterday I think was true defensively like that was a that was a really great defensive effort from UK it's what you should probably do somewhat to a mid-major but they held them to 21 points in the first half 20 points in the second half uh, nothing came easy for Bellerman. It's really Cal talked about how his players were can't cramping and it was like the toughest thing that they've ever had to defend on you know that that I'm sure there's a little hyperbole in there if you can believe it from Calipari but I do think that there were lessons to be learned defensively like you know how to switching and also not leaving your feet to block shots which they did a really really good job or not necessarily to block shots but to get out of position and bail out a Bellerman player trying to get to the foul line Bellerman only shot six free throws because this Kentucky team has sent a lot of teams and players to the line this season they did a much better job but just staying on your man staying disciplined defensively UK did all of that and if not for the hop guy Bellerman would have probably scored like been lucky to break 30. Uh, he was the only player that really was any threat scoring, and it was all from behind the arc. So defensively, that was good, Roush. I liked it. That was what you wanted to see from well, this Kentucky. Well, game. defensively, that was the only thing that, that saved them um, because Bellman wore down. It was pretty clear that they ran out of gas in the tank in the second half, um, and that coupled right. They came out firing. They tried to, to get something going, and then Kentucky was like, okay, now it's time for us to – getting some passing lanes, apply some ball pressure, and they got running out in transition. Now, they still finish at the damn rim. C.J. Frederick, and one. Go high. Be an athlete. It's Jacob be, Toppin, CJ, go well, be an athlete. This, uh, yeah. Jacob Toppin, like, holy Dude, smokes. go be an athlete. Like This is where you are superior athletes. Go be an athlete. And I... That, Top, Toppin, Toppin is, has been... He was disappointing. Uh, Collins is unplayable. Yeah, yeah, no, he, no, he, he is can't. just yeah, he, he, can't. He, doesn't, he doesn't do anything. He only played nine minutes. It certainly it just seems so much longer when he's out there because I, we all down. we all like the guy, but uh, goodness, like everything, just you're right, just shuts down completely. Uh, that nine minutes needs to be cut. In Calf half. finally said, uh, "Well, yeah, I was going to play Chris Moore, but I guess I got to play him at the four or play some other guys less." And it's like, no, we want he's a four, Cal. Everybody knows he's a four. And Collins for you. is a five when he's in. Yeah, I mean. Yes, Livy, the the lineups were horrible. That is totally worth criticism. Now, again, as I like, kind of sat on it a little bit longer. I, we and we did talk about this, and we debated what we wanted to see. Like he he was trying to play lineups that he feels like are, are going to be more beneficial throughout the season. But when you're playing Bellerman, anybody if you anybody was like me, and I'm sure there were some folks out there like this, they were just like play four freaking guards and a big. You can do that against Bellerman. Every single one of your guards can guard pretty much any player on their team. They're not, and they have one guy that maybe could post up some of UK's players, but put the big on them, whether it's Oscar or you go Collins or Todd. And you you put you play four guards against Bellerman last night, and you're probably getting closer to eighty or ninety points. While defensively, you're doing the same stuff. Maybe if the game picks up a little bit, Bellerman scores a few more buckets. But 
Cal, the more I, that's what I wanted. I wish they would have done it, especially when the game was being so fr- when it was close and it was so frustrating. Uh, but instead, Cal deferred to, hey, we're not going to play teams that have like six foot five fours, six foot six fours. Let's just stick with kind of what we know. Let these guys get used to playing with one another. And I'm okay with that. At exhale, I'm okay with that. But that being said, whispers. Maybe they should be playing more small ball lineups all the regardless, time. Regardless, they should. I agree <laughs> with that. And and also, that's a whole different point that I certainly do agree with. No lineup should ever be Toppin, Shebway, and Collins or Livingston. No, you can't. You, you can only have two of Toppin, Shebway, Collins, and Collins, Livingston, where on the floor at any time. If you ever have three of that group on the floor at the same time, trash lineup. Don't even care who is at the guards. Don't even care what combination of those three are in. Trash lineup. Never do it again. Stop. And Cal had a quote where he said, I thought about going bigger when people asked if he was going to go small. I that's Cal just messing with people. It is what it is. I'll say this, and, I, and Cal clearly doesn't care, but like when you're going to poke the bear, if things don't go well, you're going to hear it back from the fans, and you're getting that right now, and he's getting it pretty much. Like every, every thread on a message board is just miserable of people like whining about everything, but part of the reason is because it's, it's justified. Um, some of it's not justified, but it's not pleasant to watch, and it, it, so much of it Roush's lineups. I still think this team has talent. Maybe I'm wrong about that, and maybe I'll, maybe it'll be March, and it'll be like, how did I ever think this team could do anything great? I don't think that's going to be the case. I still think there is too much talent and good athleticism on this team for this team not to be a top-10 basketball team, but Cal has got to figure out these lineups, and he, stop, he has to stop being cute. Sometimes Lucy is like my my daughter. Mm-hmm. She's just like the cutest little girl in the world. And I'm the silliest dada in the world. Have a lot of fun with her. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just have to get, even with her being 13 months old, you have to get serious with it. It's like, like you're going to, if you keep being no. silly, you're going to touch your own feces. Like yep. just for a second, we got to be serious yes. here for a second. Yes. And Cal, if you don't start getting serious with these lineups, you're going to ruin this. You're going to ruin the season. Start getting serious with your lineups. The big thing is not going to work. As much as you want it to, and as much as you want to prove people wrong with it, it's not going to work. And you know, and I know, the best Calipari is a desperate Calipari. One that feels like his back's up against the wall. You remember in 13 when Nerlens got hurt and they played Missouri at home and it was kind of like if UK has any chance of making the tournament, they need to win this game. I think they Missouri won. was ranked. Yeah. Cal did everything that game. He tried everything. He did everything. He even like got he didn't quite literally get on the mic, but before the game he was like, hey, final ten minutes, I need everybody standing. Yeah, He's never done that he, before. Yeah, he did, he did that. whatever he could because he knew that the season was starting to to slip away. And Nerlens was the reason for that. That was the injury. You know, I'm not blaming Cal for this way that season went maybe roster construction and relying on Ryan Harrow a little bit, but also I think there was more of a mass exodus after the title year. Anyways, I digress. Cal, don't wait for it to get to desperation mode to start doing things that are going to work or trying things that are going to work. Just stop with the lineups. It's you Quit with the three bigs. I can't take any more the, of it. The, so that's, that's one part of it. But another part of it is just that this. I, I felt that the Bellerman game, like, he's trying really hard to make something work that's really not. I also don't think that he's, that the team is trying really hard to make its opponent's life difficult. Because that's what Bellerman does. They make the other team work to get points, they make the other team work hard to guard them. Kentucky doesn't do those things. 
The first, I mean, they it was they were down six to nothing after four minutes because Kentucky was just doing the thing where they stand around and hand the ball off and kind of run. Like it, it reminds me of um, uh, when you watch uh, the semi pro and they're playing five on zero and they're running the puke play and they're in practice and they're just like kind of half ass jogging in circles. Like that's a lot of what the offense looks like to me when they're not forcibly cutting, when they're not actually screening people, and when they're not driving to the rim with a purpose. There's a lot of just like half-ass doing everything. But don't you think it got better like the final 15 yeah. minutes of no, the second okay. half? And it did. And yet I was still just like, gosh. Like, do you know why it got better? He stopped playing three bigs. He, I mean, at most he only had two bigs in. When UK started actually hitting shots and things started looking good, it was so much lineup driven. And part of what you're talking about, and it's a total, I'm not, it's a totally valid complaint, and it's true. Is because there's just nowhere for people to go. That's it's part just, of it, it's yeah. totally crowded. You're running into people. You don't have enough people that can spread the floor. Toppin, for some reason, just doesn't want to be aggressive anymore. He 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 has, he has something wrong. There, there's just something wrong. I don't know what it is. He only is aggressive when he like okay, things so are getting bad. He has to be like reminded. Yes, yeah. like he, he also, go up and like whisper in his ear and be like, hey, this is a six five guy. Go go bang. All go, twelve you know? of his points were in the second half. He had a little six zero run by himself that made it. A double digit game and they never looked back. But like, dude, we're go do that the entire game. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's um, something mentally that these guys aren't waking up. Just to, like, I, I don't, I don't know what it is there. Uh, but I do know that Jacob Toppin has been underwhelming and doesn't start getting going until later on. And then our guy Severe Wheeler, thirty five minutes, six shots. Six uh, points. That was a bad game for him. Six he, he was going against a lot of like similar players to him. Four he wasn't numbers. quick enough to get around some of those smaller defenders. And where was he going to go anyways into four other Bellarmine players in the paint? I mean, yeah. that was just packing it in as packing it in gets. I, I, you do wish he could maybe do a little bit more penetrate and kick, but when you're surrounded by like an Oscar or a Damian Collins that's hanging out 18 feet, what, what is that going to do? Also... This is obviously something that's taught, and this is so annoying too. This has been going on for years, but like sometimes you'll have games like last night where you see it so repetitively that you're reminded of just how terrible it is. Cal needs to stop telling his dudes to drive baseline. It's a dead end. I mean, it is <laughs> a dead end, especially against a packed in defense. Like he, he actually tells them that. Look at every look at the. I mean, remember it was like the Ashen Hagen special going stepping on the baseline. Oh, and now last Zabrisco. night, yeah, yeah. And how yeah. many times last night? Like it's such there, bad there, offense. There's, there's nothing there. It's just a dead end, and especially against a team that's going to pack it in. You have to have the right player. Like a De'Aaron Fox could kind of work the sideline, find a way to work, take like a euro and get to the rim, and you'd be like, wait, how the hell? Shea could do that. Not everybody can do it, and a lot of times it's a, it's just a dead end for the offense. UK had 14 turnovers last night, which was too many. Uh, yeah, Wheeler wasn't wasn't Wheeler's game. I'm Wheeler's gonna have his games and he's gonna have his bad games. But like, a, does he have to play 35 minutes when he's having his bad game? Like that that's part of the lineup stuff, Cal. Where like if yeah, you just I, I look if you look down it, Wheeler played 35 minutes. That's Reeves good, only played point. 24 and had 18 points. It's a good point. Like, like I, Reeves can play the one. Yes, like, I mean, it, especially against Bellerman. What was Bellerman's full court press gonna get to Reeves? C.J. Frederick only played 19 minutes, but like all of his points were the reason Kentucky 
got going in the second half. Bellerman's wonky. UK second half, especially the final 15 minutes, was pretty solid any way you splice it. They nearly doubled up Bellerman in the second half. We talked about doubling teams up. That's never a bad strategy. Uh, it was a complete butt whooping there once UK finally turned it on. But all of our biggest gripes, yeah, we got some issues. We want Toppin to be more aggressive. We've got some... Uh, you know, we, we could point out, we pointed out Wheeler didn't have his best game ever. Too much of this stuff falls back on the coach, though. The yeah, lineups, yeah, the, the methods. The... Well, in the, in the getting them ready to play. Because I know that this team is wonky and it, it's weird. But, like, you should want to. They were good defensively. I, you got you to gotta, you gotta call that. They were ready to play defensively. They what? were ready for all of Bellarmine's movements. How many back doors did they get beat on? Not one, no, no, maybe, no, if no. any. Yeah. And, like, they well, were ready defensively. And they they... They stepped up their defensive efforts in the second half even more so. Like when Cal was like, let's go full court press. I really like that. some offense. But you could do that in the first half too, Cal, when you only have Agreed. zero points in the first four minutes. All you had to do is watch that Louisville eight. tape. All yeah. you had to do is watch that Louisville tape. I mean, it... there's just, yeah. And, and that's, that's the part that's frustrating is it feels like that right now that there is a lot of potential with this team that they're just like letting. That they're not taking advantage Let's just call of. it what it is. I, lo- I like Calipari. He's not going anywhere. I like him. I'll call good games for him. I'll call bad games for him. It's been a half-assed coaching effort this season. Yeah. I mean, it just is. From it, preparation to mm-hmm. development to style of play to roster chemistry, some of that probably not his fault. I can give him a pass on Oscar being out and some of the other stuff going on. But you're right. Like you should have came out full court press right off the jump on Bellerman and had that game fourteen to four before the first TV timeout. Bellerman can't handle pressure, especially pressure of a team that has future NBAers and wingspan seven foot and above. Well, and just to artificially generate some juice in your players, because even though Bellerman beat that Louisville, everybody's beating Louisville, right? But like, there's they should be a little bit more jacked up for this game before you got to go play a Michigan team who just. Like, they gave I, that one away against Virginia. They yeah, really outplayed them. I, I, I didn't, Virginia's good, as much as we don't want to say that for Locke. I didn't say up to watch it all, but yeah, I only lost by two. Yeah, well, Michigan should have won. Uh, Michigan's not a great team. They're an okay team. I think they're better than what we all thought, you know, the Eastern Michigan game. And, oh, my gosh, Eastern Michigan's so bad. They play tonight, right? Uh, I think so. don't know, but they lost to San Diego or whoever. <laughs> UC Davis San Diego, or yeah. whatever. Man. I mean, this really is a race to the bottom for you and Trevor. I am. I was saying yesterday, it's going to be really frustrating when Louisville wins freaking three games this year and I lose that bet. (laughs) I've heard some rumors of some bet cancellation between the two. Both of them are getting cold feet. Scared. I'm not scared. I'm I'm sticking through. I don't know what Trevor's trying to do. He's been trying to get out the whole time. So well, I would too. That was I. Also, you, you got to keep, you got to stay strong. I said this to Scoots before you got here, TJ. Shame on me. I was in Indiana yesterday and I forgot to bet against Louisville. What was wrong with me? I thought Louisville was covered. That that was wrong. I'm not, my, <laughs> man. They're horrible. Hey, for as much as we're like upset a little bit about last night, at least we're not U of L. Holy nope. smokes, no they're kidding. terrible. Um, I will again. UK beat Bellarmine by more than what Duke beat Bellarmine. Like. I think everybody should pump the brakes a little bit on the performance, realize they did finish strong. When it was all said and done, I picked an 18-point win. They won by 19. So it was just the lineups were so ugly, and we were just all so frustrated with it that I think the criticism is deserved. But, Roush, I also don't think it's like as it doesn't have to be doom and gloom moving forward. It doesn't have to be. They should beat Michigan. If they beat Michigan, I think everybody should exhale and at least like – 
all right, this can be okay. This can be okay. Uh, the Monday show, if they lose to Michigan, though, is not going to be pretty yeah. if that were to happen. But be all things considered, not our favorite basketball game we've ever seen the Wildcats play, but I also don't – I think in hindsight it wasn't as bad as it seemed in the moment. I, I'm still glad that it happened, though, because I feel like that is a kind of game that Kentucky needed. I also – I thought that as well. it's like a, this is a hard-fought game – Against an inferior foe, that's like here's here's how you like really have to grind and work to win. Like winning is not easy in college basketball, and it's not always convenient. It's not always easy. You need to have some hard fought wins. Hopefully, they learn some lessons from it. I, I think if nobody else, I hope Calipari learns some lessons from it. Like the three bigs are dead, dead, and you got to start. You got to start putting these guys in the right spots to succeed. Because not only are you leaving them out to dry, you're leaving the entire team and the entire offense out to dry. I hope he saw that like while Bellarmine, super undersized for the most part, that's how teams are going to play you. They're going to pack things in. Yep. And what Bellarmine missed on length, other good teams won't, but they're still going to pack it in. So you have to have guys that can spread the floor. Toppin has not been able to do it consistently enough. Elbow jumpers are fine, so maybe I'll give Toppin a pass on that. But Collins, certainly not. Uh, I want to see more Livingston, but he hasn't really shown an ability to spread the floor either. You, so stop playing three of those guys together. Two of them, I, I'd rather, you know, sometimes even just be one, as we talked about a little bit earlier. But uh, frustrating lineups, but at the end of the day, okay performance. Like C-plus. Not not the worst thing in the world. No, nope, but, but still gotta, not great, Bob. Got to figure out these lineups, and you're right. In the end of the day, maybe this will be a good thing for the team, and maybe it will be a good thing for Calipari. And uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about it more on the Thorns Texan. 502-414-1450 is how you get into the Texan between that and uh, Rich Scangarello out. we got a lot to talk about today. So let's get to a break and just reset, get back to it, hit some football, and then maybe some text with our friends uh, on the Thorns Texan. Sounds good to me. We'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Oh, That was the song on Stranger Things. Oh, I thought it was. It kind of sounds like it. I mean, this is, is this uh, is straight music from Stranger Things time, so I wouldn't doubt it. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here oh, on Big okay. X Radio. Is that Metallica or Van Halen? Uh, Molly Crew. Dang it. <laughs> it kind of sounds like the Metallica song they play in there, at least the beginning of it. I was getting some Stranger Things vibes. But no, I have not, I have not started season four mm-hmm. yet. You know what is not Stranger, though? What? Tacos from Salsaritas. Mm-hmm. God, they're they're actually just spectacular. Especially that Middletown location. They have a drive through It's real convenient. When I'm going in and out of town getting to Lexington, it's a quick, easy stop. Pull on over, get some, some fresh uh, burrito bowls with the side of those wildly addictive chips. I like the hot sauce on top of mine. TJ, I know Scoots, that might be a little too spicy for you. But, hey, that's the beautiful part about Salsaritas. They have so many options. It's all fresh and wonderful. Just download the app before you go. 
Yeah, you'll save time. You'll save money. You can even do catering on the app. You can do it all on Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville. Middletown's got a drive-thru. If you've not checked out the Middletown location, the drive-thru is so easy. It's Anytime anybody thinks drive-thru, they think like gross, unhealthy food for the most part. Not Salsaritas. Fresh, fast, delicious, so you can kind of feel good about what you're eating and also save time and it's not, not like going inside takes a lot of time, too. But, Ralph, some people just don't want to get out of their cars. And I totally understand that, especially with a chilly little weather day like today. Yeah. I do have a pretty funny spice story from work. I uh, work a spicy work story. I, heard, I, these are good from Scoops. I work, <laughs> I work with this uh, guy from India, right? So he's always ordering Indian food and going to get Indian food. So he was telling me how it's based on a 1 to 10 scale in, in terms of spice level. So he brings this meal last week. It's chicken and rice. And he was like, try it. And I was like, okay, what's the spice level? And he was like, oh, it's only a three. Not bad at all. Put a bite in my mouth. And I looked at him and I was like, I don't want any part of 10. I could not imagine. I almost spit it out. It was so It was just three and you couldn't handle it? I couldn't handle it. There's a place that I go that has spice level. It's one through five, though. Um Three was, was like. Do you think it was spicy? Or? Oh, it was so spicy. Okay. The flavor was really good, but the after spice in my mouth, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not down for this." Yeah, I don't know if I phrased it correctly. Like for just for your tolerance, do you think it was spicy, or do you think like just the average Joe? Oh, like, just for pretty, me. That's yeah. a pretty spicy. No, piece I mean, of chicken. if you all were to eat it, you would be like, "Oh, it's got a little kick," but you gotcha. wouldn't. It wouldn't gotcha. be a big deal. Because sometimes some places you'll like even. I I love spicy stuff, but sometimes I've gotten like the second hottest spicy wing level at a place, Too and hot. I've been like, I, I can't even you know yeah I couldn't even touch my face or yeah you had to wash your hands like fifteen times because <laughs> there'd be like one little spice in there that was Ooh, still that's too much yeah but. To your credit, if, if you think it's hot, then it's really, really hot. I normally have a pretty good, but there's some. I, I don't really. I'm out of the spice game for the most part. Oh, it's, not, it's not worth it anymore. Speaking of out of the game. It's kind of like, you know, the drinking. You, we can do it every so often, but you just can't do it. Yeah, yeah it's just right. not worth it anymore. Uh, Rich Gangarello, out of the game. Oh, also, one more little drinking story. The, so I'm with my wife and my brother watching the game yesterday and we go to a place that I sometimes will go watch NFL Sunday football just because they have such a great TV setup. Thanks for inviting us. Uh, you were working till 11. No, I would, didn't go in till like 3.30. Oh, you should have taken a nap. Could have met you up for the first half. Yeah, I would have loved it, but I don't know. I mean, when was the last time you invited me anywhere? That's true. I don't go anywhere, though. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we're sitting down and like we all kind of get our drinks and we're just kind of hanging out and talking. And like five minutes later, the waitress comes back with a beer, and she's like, "I knew you were going to order another one, so I just went ahead and brought it for you." I was like, "No, not in front of like not in front of these. They're, they're going to think that I'm a drunk. Like, no, not in front of the family. Like, you know." <laughs> but really, I hadn't seen this waitress before, and like, she she was like, "I think I've sat on you before, and I just I knew you were going to sat on you before, yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I, I think I've waited on your table before. You've sat at my table before." And yeah. knew that you, I was like, yeah, I don't think that's true. She's like, St. Patrick's Day, you all had him coming. I was like, yeah, wasn't here St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> that being said, it was really embarrassing. So I proceeded to have seven more. <laughs> yeah, old Screen Gorello is out of a job. <laughs> oh, man. Now, we, we figured this was likely coming. Mm-hmm. We think Screen Gorello is a, a, a good dude. Just, this is a performance-based business, and the performance was bad. Not he, had, good he, he had his built-in excuses, but Roush is going to tell you some numbers here that uh, the built-in excuses, that they're, they're not good enough, unfortunately. And, and 
the what we were sold with Rich Cangarello, the reason why he was the right man for the job is because he could come in and essentially just keep this train moving in the right direction. It was a similar offense. Uh, Liam Cohen left late in the game, so you're like, okay, we need to ha- we, we got to make this as as seamless as possible. So let's bring in this guy. It's going to be similar, and we're gonna we're gonna keep this offensive production up. Well, instead of it going up, it just it it went backwards. It went absolutely in the wrong direction. Kentucky went; they were ranked 35th in points per game last year. Uh, yeah, that flipped. They're 105th now. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they when it, were when it should have been better. Yeah, I mean, you still had Will Levis. Uh, your and your offensive line took a step back, but we we all I think kind of agree the pieces were better. You didn't have C Rod for four games, but C Rod, you know, was a more improved running back. And you you won all four of those games. He was out too. So it's um, true. Good point. Uh, that was ten points less a game. Did I, did I say that part? Yeah, ten points less per game. Uh, bad. Didn't score over thirty points against a P five team. Nope. Nope. Um, and it's mostly because of this stat. Uh, in twenty twenty one, Kentucky. Scored touchdowns on 72.2% of their red zone opportunities. It was eighth in the country. This year, 103rd, 53% of the time they were scoring touchdowns when they got in the red zone. Kentucky just left too many points on the board. There's a lot of other really bad stats like dropping from 25th in rushing offense to 109th. I mean, some of this stuff you were expect you were expecting them to take some steps back after they lost that many offensive linemen. But you yeah, still like had the quarterback. Up, maybe give up more sacks or not have like a. And they didn't give up. It, it was more sacks, but it like they gave up a lot of sacks last year too. Because I, I went to look up that oh, and it wasn't. Yeah, it, I yeah. do remember that. Now you say yeah, that. They, people, they, people forget that. People do forget that. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of it just came down to they didn't score enough points when it mattered, and it shouldn't be too much to ask to keep that train moving down the right track. You kind of knew what you were going to get. Like, are they going to have better players at their positions next year? No. So it's time to move on. Uh, it needed to be done. And now we commence an offensive coordinator coaching search. And um, we've been – a lot of the names we mentioned over the last couple of weeks are still out there. But what's interesting is South Carolina, they're going through an offensive coordinator coaching search. This uh, Shane Beamer, he got so damn lucky because they wanted Marcus Satterfield gone. They did not, like, fans hated him for half the season. And then he goes and scores 60 against Tennessee, has another big game against Clemson, and then his old pal Matt Rule is like, here, come to Nebraska. So Beamer kind of got a lifeline. Didn't have to end up firing the guy. He just got him taken off his hands. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. That, that, that That's how it played out, right. Yeah. Um, but now, Liam Cohen. A lot of names that that's getting thrown around there, and the reason why that there is like it's probably not all just smoke and mirrors is because folks in South Carolina are like maybe Liam Cohen, like he he's on their short list of candidates as well. So uh, I I don't think no it, back, it, back off South Carolina, I, but I don't I don't think that it's just like we're doing the whole thing where like Eddie Grant can coach running backs, he's here. Like Liam Cohen, we know him. The Rams stink. It could happen. Like there, there might actually. It sounds like there's some actual smoke to this that uh, Kentucky's trying to actively pursue this and see if they can make it happen. So when UK hired Liam Cohen, I reached out to the other eleven personnel. Pod, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rich Hammond, 
and still follow Rich. And I he, follow the other Rams reporter, Jordan R- Rodriguez. Rodri- yeah. yeah, that's all I that. I think I follow her as well because I initially reached out to her. But she big time you because she's with the athletic. No, you couldn't. She, her DMs were closed. Couldn't get in. Gotcha. Couldn't gotcha. slide in. Couldn't slide. Rich's DMs wide open. Yeah. yeah. I don't think a lot of people are <laughs> sliding into those. I did. And you were, your microphone is not on. I said I cover Stu Jackson, who covers the Rams. You cover. Or I follow Stu, Stu Jackson. You're on, the, you're on the Stu Jackson beat? Yeah. Just keeping up to date tabs on He's what Stu actually, Jackson's up to? I actually had classes with him in Indiana. So when he went out to the Rams, I was already following him. That's so. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I don't know who Stu Jackson is, but I think yeah. he's a great reporter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That we were Who know. all knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know the people Stu you Jackson. all are naming. Any, yeah, but we are not acting like you should know who they are. Uh, <laughs> Roush and I just happen to know the Jordan we're just and the Rich Hammond. Really they, bad they, jokes. They, they do an eleven personnel podcast, and Roush also does an eleven. You know, you get it. Anyway, <laughs> I reached out to Rich just to be like, "What would your feel be on this?" And he did not think. He was like, "If McVay left, possibly, but don't you think he came back to the NFL to climb the NFL ladder?" Like, this is a step in the NFL ladder. He'll be able to get in the NFL. Yeah. You know, like, he won't have a lack of opportunities in the NFL. And that's a really good point. And that makes me think that Liam Cohen is not going to happen. Not because Rich Hammond just said this to me. But, uh, but, that, but that's, like the, 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 the whole time you've always thought that, like, college was just a way to get back to the NFL. Yes. Yeah. And, again, I don't think he probably thought that, like, that job was going to open up that early in the NFL for him. But once he took it, would going back to offensive coordinator in college football be a step down? Now, you're getting reports out there. I saw Justin Rowland say it. I just want to give credit where it's due. But if you all did as well, then you know whoever else did as well. Supposedly, UK is going to throw a ton of money at Cohen. It's going to be an offer that like even like it's, he's going to have to at least consider it just with the number. So they're saying. Um, so there's that. But I, I would see think that maybe he would think, like, am I going back to college? I'm here. Like, I'm already the yeah. OC in the NFL. I can keep doing this. And I, I think the the only reason why they, they're doing this, though, is because the Rams are a disaster right now. And you just – now, there is a th- line of thought that Sean McVay isn't going to just go into TV while they stink real bad. It would have been nice if he just went into TV and we didn't have to deal with all of this and we could have just said Liam Cohen's still here for another mm-hmm. year. That would have been great. Uh, that's one thing about the Rams is that like they were going for like a two three year window. It's, it and, looks like it's slam shot, and and then <laughs> like it's, it's, it's bleak. Like yeah. they're gonna be they don't and in picks they can't yep, even yep. get players. They don't have any picks. Yep. So it's th- things are not looking great there, uh, and and so maybe they think like okay, we'll at least give a shot and see if it'll if we can run it back um, because then you know you look at some of the potential transfer portal people. That you're thinking, well, are they going to stick around? Is this guy going to stick around? Like, it's a good way to keep him around. Um, but he's not the only NFL guy out there. I really, uh, there, there's a guy for the Eagles. His name is Brian Johnson. So this guy worked for Mullen at Florida. He coaches for the Eagles now. I think he's their quarterbacks coach. I want to say, and he recently interviewed for the Auburn head coaching job. They're like, ah, eh, not enough experience. Sorry, can't do this. He's at least interested in making this jump. Maybe he can be your avenue to running that kind of Dan Mullen offense, but with a, you know, we can run the quarterback a little bit, but you got a younger guy. So, you know, that, that option's out there. Um, I think that the, the general point is there are a lot of options out there that are like, okay, I could talk myself into this. They're, they're due. They're, 
there do seem to be a lot of options. Um, and it's on Stoops to make the right call. He's been pretty much, what, 50-50 coin toss? About, yeah. With these, and this is a big one. Like, mm-hmm. it, it seems, you know, the way the SEC goes kind of goes in waves. And right now, South Carolina is starting to reemerge. Tennessee has reemerged. Vanderbilt's getting better. It certainly seems like Missouri's momentum's fading a little bit. Is UK's momentum fading a little bit? With the way the kind of the, the tug and the pull goes in the conference, it would seem like it's UK's time to kind of take a few steps back. And this season may have been the initial motion to backwards movement as a program. This offensive coordinator decision will solidify which way the program goes one way or another. If it's a good hire, Roush, Kentucky may just kind of be here to stay as a competitive SEC program. Like, no more basement. Mm-hmm. No more even, you know, close to the basement. Or, if it's another bad hire, I can almost certainly assure you that UK will be taking that step backwards where you're fighting for Missouri, Vanderbilt to stay out of the, the last in the SEC East. And South Carolina will overtake you if you don't make a good hire here. Because it's And it's the difference between 6-6, six and 7-5, six, and five, or 9-3, and 10-2. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's just what it is. Particularly next year's schedule, it's, it's a daunting task. So, I don't think next year's schedule is as terrible as everybody thinks. Like you're going to be able to start out the year hot, maybe ranked. You should, I think, you should beat Florida. Like, I just you know, if Anthony Richardson's back, it could be tough. But tough to beat them or tough to lose to them. Tough to beat them. I mean, you're right. Like, they, they started with all of their non-con, but have you seen the end of that thing? So here's the deal. The end of it is brutal. This isn't great radio, but really quickly. Ball State win. Eastern Kentucky win. Akron win. At Vanderbilt, I know, I know, but let's but, just say win. Florida at home. That should, like, you should beat Florida at home. It'll be three straight. You, you've you been the better team as of late than they have. That's 5-0. and oh. You go to Georgia. You lose that. 5-1. and one. You have Missouri come to town. 6-1. and one. Then it gets hard. <laughs> it's really hard. But like dude. the Tennessee one, I'm not going to let last season specifically dictate that I don't think Kentucky's going to have a chance in that game. They should absolutely have a chance in that game. At Mississippi State, it's been a house of horrors for Kentucky. Yep. Maybe this is the year they get right. But is I, that like a, a overly but, yeah. is that an overly daunting task to be able to beat Mississippi State on the road? Apparently it is, but it shouldn't be. The, so the, the, the find part. a way to win that game. Alabama at home, yeah, that's a loss. At South Carolina, that will be really tough. But then, you know, eight and four I think is incredibly obtainable. Yep, and at Louisville. It's just the at Louisville. One, two. It, it's so the neutral site game against Louisville. It's five after your bye, it's just a five straight road uh, five straight games that you have to get up for it's consistently. Tough. And it, it it's just tough. No it's doubt. It's gonna be really tough. Um especially but this like, is the SEC. Like then this what we you know, this is what UK should, yeah, it's should just, be able to ideally, take on. Everybody else has to. Ideally you got like a SOCON Saturday mixed in there, you know. I agree uh, with that. And why aren't why is that not happening anymore? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Because if I was stupid, don't you think that would be like, y- yes. <laughs> On the flip side, it does kind of bait fans along longer, the more you win, obviously. Oh, yeah. It is kind of fool's gold to some degree. Personally, I don't hate it because if things do go south, it bleeds into like when basketball season's starting back up, so it's not like you're ever really... That's now true. then, of course, if basketball were to say to blow a game against Michigan State and get thumped by Gonzaga, maybe that could change the mood on everything, but... Uh, yeah, well, we have the, the midseason November blues next year. Tennessee at home, Mississippi State, I mean, Alabama. It's tough. It is pretty tough. <laughs>
but it, you could also it's like, a big hire, and we could feel better about that stretch if the offense is humming with these young pieces. Right. In 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 theory, um, it didn't work this year. But you're like, oh well, you you got some games for the offense coordinator to kind of get used to get his toes wet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't work this year. Coach Rich. Another name I would consider, although I think it's probably too early, maybe in five years, Will Stein. He's gonna I mean he's gonna move up the ladder and people forget Will Stein. He was the U of L quarterback and now he is the co offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach at UTSA, and they're doing really well and they're putting up good numbers and their offense is fun to watch. People forget though, Will Stein. Huge UK fan before U of L basically begged him to come play football for him, and then he felt so bad that U of L was so desperate to have him come play that he was like, "Fine, I'll be a U of L fan now." But was a longtime UK fan before he switched sides. That that'll be uh, the next yeah, next wave, I would say, because uh, Mark Stoops is only going to get somebody who's coaching Power Five football before, mm-hmm. and he um, should, as he should, because Rich, Rich Gangarello he checked a lot of the boxes, but except Power Five football. Um, Liam Cohen, it took him a while to adjust to Power 5 football. Uh, Shannon Dawson, was, was was Kentucky his first Power 5 gig as well? Like, I think that's kind of the one part of this that he hasn't, that he had kind of glossed. Like, that 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 has that box has to be checked. So, um... Just make a good hire, you know? Is that, so, is that too much to ask? Yeah. And then bring in a great quarterback and then put up, like, what, 40 points per game? Here, here's the thing, TJ. It's like, the bar... Could you go take... It isn't that high. Like, we don't need Kentucky's offense to to score 40 points. You know, you, you don't need that. Just be top 50. All right? Uh, let me just look up really quickly what the 50th-ranked scoring offense was this year in college football. Uh, because right now, that the, the team that is – so we have two teams tied for it. 30 points a game. 30.7 points a game. Is it too much to ask Kentucky to score 31 points a game? Especially if that's the average. You should be putting up like 60 on some yes. on some scrubs. And in the in the SEC, that's every like Arkansas is just below that 31 points per game. Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, Kentucky are below. Like that's that's the company you're keeping right now offensively. You have to be yeah. in at least the upper half of the SEC by scoring 31 points a game. It's not asking that much. Nope. Because this defense has been great. You just got to help them some. So I'm curious. We've gotten – here's a question for you, TJ, before we get to our daily double break. We've had uh, offensive staffers let go in back-to-back days. Are we going to run it back? Three-peat. Probably. Right? Like, offensive coordinator is going to bring in his own offensive line coach. I think they might keep him around to try to keep Kobe Keenum around. At least, you know, at least through signing day sort of deal. Well, while kind of slimy, yeah, probably be no surprise to Yinzer. You know, he knows how this business works. Right, right, right. So, you know, do what you got to do to keep that guy around. <laughs> yeah. They surprisingly have, too. I thought he was in a flip when he visited Mississippi State. Yeah, I'm guessing they probably did something nil-related. Like, hey, we're you're going to be happy here. We're he was at sure. the uh, Wolf game. So... Pretty sure he was. He was at one of the late season games. That, yeah. sounds, that sounds about right. Uh, all right. Well, also, and one thing you got to talk about with all this offense coordinator stuff, how much of this, and we don't have time to get into it now, but luckily we do have another hour. How much of this is just Stoops is like setting up any offensive coordinator to partially fail with being overbearing? 
conservative. I don't want to mess up my – I know what's best for my defense, and it ain't, you know, being on the field a ton with you going three and out. We need to have an established run game. I don't know if I buy it, but it's at least worth bringing up. Yeah, that's yeah. out there. People, I, people discuss that. People talk about they that. They do. They do. And I think that it's – I certainly don't think it's like a day-to-day ordeal, but – he wants to run the football, and he doesn't want to run a ton of tempo. Mm-hmm. But I think like that, this might be the time where he's like, "Okay, we got to do something." I hope so. I hope he looks at those pieces and can be flexible and changing. Because limiting the game as badly as it has is just not correct. It, the margin of error is too thin. All right, hour number two coming up next. We will get into the Thornton's text line. We will. Well, we've covered football and basketball. Piece of tree, we my, we uh, can certainly get like more that? of it. Wow, well, thank you. A piece yeah. of tree from Roush to me. This will, this this will be a fun second hour. Don't go anywhere. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday Want to remind you to download the Thornton's app, become a Refreshing Rewards member, and you can get breakfast on the house of Thornton Scooch. What could you get? Uh, you can get a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito. Also, you can get a 20-ounce soda. You can get a fountain drink. You can get a fountain freeze, or a fizz freeze is what they call them. Uh, it's basically... What is that? Like a like a slushy? Yeah, like a slushy. They're they're really awesome. I had one last week, so make sure you join that and and get that perk. Say so like once every three months, I get like a slushy hankering. I go to yeah. Thornton's mm. and just load. It's like a. I like too that they have a lot of options. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's so not just many. like your cherry and, and blue. blue yeah, there's like eight. Although I do just get the cherry and blue, mix them together. Oh really, Roush? What's your flavor? I um. I kind of like doing the Mountain Dew, but the move is Ooh. to add more Mountain Dew to it. So you get the slushy, but then you, you put a little bit in there to juice it up. It's really doing the Ooh. dew. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a Coke slushy guy. I've gotten this. I tried the Sprite one time and was pleasantly surprised with it. Have you have you ever done the... the I, I've seen it places, but I'm too intimidated by it. But I also just don't like bourbon and Coke that much. Have you ever done a bourbon and Coke slushy? Mm, sounds amazing. No, I've not. Maybe they should do that at Thornton's. <laughs> Probably not best before you get on the road. (laughs) Show an ID. Yeah, that's a good good point, too. Uh, Yeah, well, we love Thornton's. You will as well. They're offering you a free breakfast sandwich and drink on the house when you download the app. Check them out today and then text into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. I'm sure we could head the show in a few different directions, Roush, but why don't we go on over to the text line? Yeah, let's do that. They'll they'll steer us in the right direction, just like you will when you steer into the Thornton's. Mm -hmm. We love Thornton's. What uh, do we have first? Uh, Scoots had the marker on. I did, and I'm trying to load back up. I know, me too. Texter says, thoughts on Devin Leary potentially entering the portal. Rash said he answered that one yesterday. But just, meh, yeah. I don't remember answering I just don't have a lot of thoughts on players I've seen. Give me the guys I haven't seen. 
I like those guys. Listen to the U of L show yesterday for the tears. Trevor had to say there was no talent gap between the cats and the cards. I guess he got an early jump on the Wednesday festivities. Well, it's Trevor after all. I heard him say that on Monday. Uh, really embarrassing. <laughs> U of L didn't they start more walk-ons than four-star players? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The talent gap isn't far. U of L is closing it, but that's not that's not that's not to say that it is it is even. Yeah. To say that Louisville is closing the talent gap is not – like their offensive and defensive lines the last few years were some of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. Respectable this season, right? Yeah, and when they quit, they didn't quit quite so bad. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just like, oh, now this, all of a sudden Kentucky's up 40. I have heard a ton of Uval fans be like, the defense really did great. To be able to hold them to those field goals, and I was just like, join the freaking club, Uval. Everybody held us to field goals. Yeah, have you, have you, have you seen this team? <laughs> like, you're right. You, and if you're proud about it, I'm, I'm not going to tell you how to feel. But, like, just so you know, Kentucky. Everybody. You're, gets, not, you're, not, Kentucky you're not exclusive goal. to holding the, these cats to field goals. Oh, this is a take that I actually think I can get behind. These guys are now paid athletes. They owe the nil donors the bowl game. Man, see, and that's that's something I hadn't thought about. Again, nil is changing the way we think about these guys for right or wrong. Um, Freddie said it often. He's like, I'm going to be more critical of them if they're getting paid. Like, you can't just do the they're just kids argument anymore. This is uh, I think this Along person has a good lines. argument. Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, there's going to be some tweets. Well, we'll there's going to be some texts, uh, not tweets. There's going to be some texts about something like this later, and and we'll address it then. TJ needs to hit the appraiser portal and come work for his brother. Uh, I'm not. No, Johnny, leave me alone. Uh, but then go play in the Senior Bowl and could also get hurt in that game. I don't know if that was a text. That was about Will Levis. Yeah, um, but the Senior Bowl is the Senior Bowl. They, they, they hold it in high regard. And also, it might not even play. It might just do the practice and then not play in the game. That's what some of those guys do. Good morning, TJ. Also, big good morning, suck at UofL fans. I listened to some of their show yesterday. They now celebrate moral victories because it wasn't a blowout. But really, it should have been, and had we been better off on offense. Anyways, TJ, I don't want Scangarello back, and don't hate me, but I don't know if I can watch next season if he is back. Well, good news for you, Texter. Mm -hmm. Uh, After you sent that text in, he was let go. I'm sorry, but this season on offense was just flat-out painful. I saw a stat during the UofL game last season. Our red zone offense ranked first in the SEC. This year, we ranked last. That's a huge difference especially considering the wide receivers we had this year. Sorry for the long text, just wanted your opinion. Also, I agree, we'll be lucky to win five games with DJU. Have a great day, TJ. <laughs> suck it, Ralph. Shout out, to, shout out and suck it to Tyler at KTP. Go Cats. Hey, well, thank you. What a nice text, unless you were Roush, and then it was kind of mean. And suck it, KT, Tyler at KTP. Yeah. We did have a nice DJU conversation on the Twitter yesterday. There was yeah. a lot of good back and forth. Uh, I kind of threw you under the bus a little bit with that. It's all fine. Just don't want that guy as UK's quarterback. Yeah. Not well, to know, say that it'd be preference. like the worst thing in the world, but I, I just think they well, can do. I, I think they can do better. Maybe I'm wrong. And I'm wrong. That hypothetical time. ship has sailed with Rich Kingarello departing. Do you think so for sure? Probably. Good. Yeah. I, hope I mean, so. that was the connect. That was the connective tissue that got him to Kentucky in this crazy hypothetical world. Um, but I, I also just think that like when debating guys we've known, there's no real winners because they're they're. They're going in the portal for a reason. I, I think really the only exception that I think everybody would be excited about would be a guy like Tyler Van Dyke, who uh, another Connecticut kid at Miami who was re- like his season wasn't the same as Will Levis's, but it wasn't far off. Yeah. Where it was, he had a really good twenty twenty one. 
Uh, new coach comes in 2022, and then all that potential just. <whistles> so um, it'd be it'd be fun if he hit the portal. Something to keep an eye on. Top notch coverage of the game. SEC Network can only go up from here. So where does Rodriguez go in the draft? Reminds me a lot of Snell, a bruiser, but not speedy. And uh, it was the last name, last name, class. Uh, they forgot to put in all the stuff. For Brock Doman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just first name, last name. <laughs> uh, yeah, no idea where Rodriguez would go right now. He's a tough runner, though. I mean, you got to be to make it in the NFL, but that will give him a chance, I believe. Drafted higher or lower than Benny? Lower. Probably lower because of his fumbling issues. Speaking to the atmosphere, like how are we the only school outside of Andy that doesn't have LED lights? All the pregame touchdown celebration light stuff is awesome, and we have to get that soon. Am I one that thinks the LED lights are kind of lame? I don't. I like. I mean, I mean, they're they're. they're it's, it's just not, like it's not anything that we haven't seen though. You know, it's it's like the novelty it, of it's. Worn it was off. cool, like the first. Yeah, yeah I'd much rather just get the other stuff figured out before we add anything else to these guys' plates. Because whoever's in charge of this stuff is really struggling. Well, so it, let, let's let's keep it simple for them. Let's get the scores right. Let's get the ribbon board working. Let's just do the little uh, things first, and then we can figure out about LED lights. Or just have the plays on full screen on the screens. Well, that's crazy, though. <laughs> How are you going to have the scores take up 60% of them if it's full screen on the game? Yeah. It's 2022, and we don't have cut-ins into the stadium from the FCC Network to show us what's going on around the NCAA. We're obviously big college football fans if we're there. Show us the highlights. That's a good point. They did have uh, the volleyball game on before. That Kentucky swept South Carolina. For the SEC. Yeah, yeah. Um, Congrats to Craig Skinner and the girls. Six straight. Yeah, six straight dubs. Yeah, it's really impressive. Hard to do. They're the three seed. Uh, It looks like they actually have a pretty good draw. I have no volleyball expertise. I didn't mind seeing U of L in Nebraska's region or Nebraska and U of L's region. Yeah, yeah, they can take them. That's tough. Yeah, be a shame if they didn't make the Final Four because Nebraska beat them. I don't know, especially because their coach too mm-hmm. beat Nebraska. Yeah, isn't the U of L women's volleyball coach? I'm pretty sure she has a clause where it's like a, a, an insane <laughs> buyout unless it's Nebraska. Yeah, like she just has an out to go to Nebraska. Yeah, and but it makes like I'm pretty sure she's from there. She is. She played there. She. I she think it's all pretty much just like written when their head coach hangs it up, she'll take over. Yeah, yeah. But until then, if U of L just dominates and she builds something steady there, it's not you know no big deal for the. Coach. I like old Danny Busboom. She's she's a stand up gal. Uh, I really appreciate her uh, glitter blazer that she wore when they went to their first Final Four. Though. That was kind of cool. Like a fun mojo thing. You think Craig Skinner could pull it off? Man, I think he should do because Matthew Mitchell. I loved his blue blazers. The, yeah. He went with the plaid. I would like to see some sparkle on Craig Skinner because Skinner he does the shirt and tie right and like mm-hmm. rolls up the sleeves. I like that. I like still, that he's still uh, Cal. Get bring the suits back out. Uh, I've, I, I default back to not caring what grown people wear. <laughs> Nick, what happened to Smoke on the jumbotron after his photo of Stoops? He walked away shaking his head like he was mad. Have you seen how many carries Kavase Smoke has gotten since uh, Chris Rodriguez came back? If he did that, shame on Smoke. Like, you don't need to make a big – I didn't see it. So, if, yeah, I'm just – if the texture is true, and if he's not true, apologies to Mr. Cavassier. But uh, that, gotten, that, that would be kind the, of – The answer is he's gotten 14 carries since Chris got back. It would be kind of immature to do that. 
Smoke, immature. John here. Good game day morning to all. All right, I believe Bellarmine will put up a good fight for the first three minutes and 30 seconds. But after that, the Cats will crush them by 32 points. I'll take Wheeler as the MVP with 10 assists and 12 points. Hey, TJ, fantasy question. We don't talk about that on here, but this directly involves your Packers. Is Lazard a reliable wide receiver for the Pack if Love is playing? Because he's been 50-50 with Rodgers. We'll got to go talk to you later. Uh, No, he won't be reliable. (laughs) Like he'll he'll probably keep being fifty fifty. He'll have some good games. He'll have some bad games. But if you're looking, if your word is reliable, no. Also, you're a little off on the score. I was man. You really kind of jinxed him there. Like I, I was hand up, happy to be a jinxed cat because I, I did the like. Bellarmine's coming out firing in the second half. Cats are in the danger zone, and I think they ended the game from that point forward on a thirty-two to nine run. Nice. Yeah. So you're welcome, yeah. BBN. Yeah. You all can't say it, but Scotty D seems like the kind of guy that refers to himself as Scotty D and sniffs his own farts. <laughs> I can't say that's true. They, they, he, Cal said nice things about him. He said nice things about UK and Cal. Scotty D's, I think, a, a good guy. He just he, he means well, but he's, he's got a little a, Vince tirade to him. Uh, yeah, never a microphone he doesn't want to talk into. Right, right, right. But that's he's trying a, to establish Bellerman's program, and part of that is just getting out there and and talking. The the microphone in the game though is a bit much. Yeah. Like, come on, dude, we get it. You you could just. Talk. It was at Knights Hall too when he was doing it earlier. Like they had to play a game there. We we can all hear you. Just Bellerman talk. should never have left Knights Hall. By the way. Yeah, it, that's a cool place to play. Back. It you is, know. and they could have like a really fun little a sun atmosphere. You know, mm-hmm. be a really tough place to play. You all missed a text. I was just going to go back and get it. It says uh, it's 2022 and we don't have cut-ins to the stadium from the SEC. We did read that? Yeah, we sure did. Today? Man, that's bad. Scoots, come on. I didn't hear that one. (sighs) I've even been listening today. Let's play Murray State, says one texter. I'm good. Who will win first, UK football or Louisville basketball? Serious question. (sighs) UVL basketball. They'll beat one of the – they've got some bad teams coming a little bit later on. I mean, it's it's – They've had bad teams, though. The thing is, is everybody knew that it was going to be bad, and it's even worse than they thought. Kenny Payne's not surviving this year. They're, they just, they're, they're not going to be able to like get beaten down night in and night out. Because just nobody's going to show up. I mean, the, oh, the, the crowd. So I mean, like it, there was more people at the Trinity DeSales game last night. I don't know that. I'm just assuming. They, they lost, lose. by the way. Yeah, lost Sam by. Sam lost to Central. They had a, they had a, it was a two-point game, final minute, and. They end up falling. So. UVL's got Miami uh, at home, but that'll be a loss. At Florida State, that'll be a loss. Western Kentucky at home, most loss. likely would be a loss. Florida A&M. Loss. Slay They'll lose. They'll beat. The Rattlers. They'll beat FAMU. If they don't beat them, though, then they play Lipscomb. They'll probably lose to Lipscomb, and then it's Power Fives Ooh. the rest of the way out. Speaking of Lipscomb, so Lipscomb, they have a college and a high school and a grade school. It's like a. Oh, that's interesting. Trent Dilfer coaches their high school football team, but not for long. UAB is going to hire that dude to be their next head coach when they make the move to the American. Head coach seems like a stretch. It feels like a coordinator or something. He also, if you go look at Football Scoop, you got to see Trent Dilfer's beard. It's so weird, man. After seeing him be a cue ball for so long, it's just uh, makes me uncomfortable. Makes me a little squeamish. Texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, I heard Cunningham will be back at UofL for his sixth year next year. He qualifies for an AARP year. <laughs> I'd love to see that dude under center one more time. Wouldn't that be his seventh year? We'll miss him. We'll miss him. He was in the 2018 game. I do love that UofL is going through like a quarterback rut 
because U of L fans for the large part of their lives have been totally and completely spoiled by the quarterback position. A point of envy, Roush, for me growing up. Like they they didn't miss. They didn't miss until when? Uh, Cantwell, Hunter Cantwell. Remember when they thought Cantwell was going to be good because he yeah, he but fine. they went Cantwell into uh, eventually you know the, Teddy Teddy yeah. and then Teddy into well, Lamar. You did have that one year with uh, Froman. Froman, yeah. So they had like a couple. They had a, like a two year stint between Craig and. They've never um, had to go like three years with a bad quarterback. Right, right. And well, now they're doing This it. is also such a bizarre scenario, too, where like this dude's breaking Lamar Jackson's records and he stinks. I don't know. It's, it's so weird. He's going to like being UL record books and UL fans are going to be like, uh, oh, yeah. Ooh. And and the point that I love that Louisville fans make is like, what's Malik Cunningham's biggest win? Wake Forest. Yeah, that yeah. first year. And it's and when it, was it a good win for him? Yeah. Guys, Maryland minus 13, do it. Uh, I hope you did it, and you would have made a lot of money. Really, really, really big on that uh, under. The Iranian reporter was obviously being a jerk, but you probably shouldn't continue to pronounce the name of the country wrong also to be a jerk. It's just not that serious. I I think most people accidentally do it, and if they correct, then yeah, that's fine. It's just not that serious. It's a pronunciation. Most people don't do it on purpose. Yeah. But if you do, like, you also, you know, don't, don't let it bother you. It's just a word. Roush, it's actually kind of disgusting that you think DJ would be good for Kentucky football next season. Please just take a moment and look at the stats against South Carolina this past weekend. The dude is absolute garbage, and he would get eaten alive in the SEC. The case that I would make for DJU is not based on anything that has to do with production. It's just like he's a big dude with a big arm, and he's a good athlete. I can also look at his stats against Georgia last year. They stunk. He's had some really bad stats, but he's also had some really bad coaching. At Clemson and the ACC. They've had some bad offenses. Yeah, but there's no guarantee he'd get good coaching at UK. So if we know that he's bad with bad coaching, then let's just go ahead and move on from him. Okay. I mean, it's fine. Like I, I know that like this is a non-win for me. My argument is simply like this dude is better than most. Just from a he's a physical athlete that can throw a football. But like Tony Elliott, who was his coach last year, have you seen how bad Virginia's offense was this year? And aberrate. I mean, just it, abhorrent. Just so bad. So bad. So I, I I think that that's like I just know that if they get somebody who's going to be a known quantity, there's going to be a lot of takes and a lot of because you you could have said a lot about Will Levis too, just from his small sample size. But it was only two or three games, and one of them was good against Nebraska. The difference is, I mean, it's like Clemson considered to be a national power, and yeah. all Clemson fans have just been disgusted with quarterback play. A lot of people just don't want to bring that into our living room. Well, but and, and Clemson fans were spoiled. Like, they went from Taj Boyd to Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence. Like, oh, you didn't have a generational talent? Like, oh, this is what happens. Can't coach him up. Uh, and we've also seen lots of DJU. He's just been on our TVs a lot. So, and like, Kel- you know more. He's easier to pick apart. Same thing with Cade McNamara. Who's also coming off a serious injury? So to sum it up, though, he's kind of cheeks. A uh, texter <laughs> says, "Worth noting that uh, Iran's own players protested their country's regime." Yeah, we talked about that to start the show. It would be insane for Levis to play in the bowl game. Wouldn't blame him one bit. Being selfish is good and necessary sometimes. It. 
yeah, that you're you're entitled to your opinion, and I'm totally all right. There's another one. Uh, we'll just get to this one. Same players opting out of the bowl game for their own health is selfish when wanting them to play for your own good is more selfish. Jalen Smith tore his ACL in the Fiesta Bowl like five years and went from a top five pick to second round. That's like $20 million difference in pay. God, I'm not saying I want him to play for my own personal preference. I would like him to play. That That would be my personal preference. I'm talking about from a team aspect. And if you've ever been a part of a team, you're in it together. I mean, it's not to go all remember the Titans for you, but like that stuff goes on for a long time. It, it goes back to just days that you're exhausted and tired in February or January and you're next to your guy and he's pushing you to finish. And then when the season's still going on, you're not going to finish. I get it. There's money on the line. And if he's just, if he goes out there and says, listen, I got to look out what's best for me. I'm, I'm, I'm worrying about my own stock. I know it comes off as selfish, but I love these guys, but I got to do what's best for me here. Fine. Fine. That's, he's entitled to that. But we're also allowed to think that if Josh Allen and all these other dudes can play, then Levis can. But maybe he'll come out and say, listen, I'm getting like surgery. I'm going to be out three months. I just got to do it now. That's, that'd be a whole different story. But I'm always going to have the opinion you shouldn't give up on your team. I'm, um, just, I'm, I'm making special exceptions for quarterbacks. I don't. I don't. They're, yeah. they're just like anybody else. They're, in the, they're on the team. Yes, is their position more important than some other positions? Sure. Is there, but there's money involved for everybody. Josh Allen had a ton of money on the line when he played in that bowl game. Yeah, a ton but, of money on the line. Yeah, quarterback's just an exception. Sitting back there, he's gotten yeah. sacked 40 times this year. They're all players. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's been sacked 40 times Josh this year. Josh Allen had 320-pound dudes trying to just bury him. Like, it's, it's football. It is a physical game. People can get hurt. People are in, in, like, again, I'm not saying one aside is wrong. It, Levis has to do what he thinks is best for him. But I just, I'm of the belief that you got to finish out. Well, probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cohen would be great, but he definitely feels like an NFL guy that got back there earlier than expected. Wouldn't think he has much interest in coming back to college. Heartline is my 1A, but Mullen would be an excellent second choice. Get it done, Stoops. All three of those names I'd be totally cool with. Yep, I would be too. I would be as well. Seven minutes until halftime, and UK's tied with Bellerman 12-12 in basketball. Checks notes. Uh, what else would they be tied at? Like, the, the yes. Would it be the baseball? Blitz. Seven minutes into the baseball game, and it's a 12-12 game? Blitz football. Sp- sprint football. Sprint. Oh, man, I did drop, like, I had one of those lines that said, uh, Louisville couldn't beat Bellerman in sprint football or something like that. That was, that was fun. That was good. Stuff. Yeah, suck it, Louisville. Does Kenny Payne only own one hideous sweatsuit? <laughs> it's, it's just he has to wear it till they win. It's in the contract. Isn't that going to be an awkward game build up? Like the whole, like because Cal is dev. Cal is going to go on a long, long. He's going to get the Mark, long, the, 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 the Mark Fox. Oh trademark. my God! You you guys got to give him time, Louisville yeah. fans. I know you don't want to hear it. I mean, I could write what Cal's going to say right now. Totally. Totally. He, what, and everybody that keeps saying what he inherited, please stop. It's just not true. It's not true. And Mike Rutherford brought up a really good point about this yesterday on his show, and then he had a tweet that kind of summarized the point, just being like, Maryland and Louisville were in the exact same spots last year. Yeah. Maryland fired their coach middle of the year. Louisville fired their coach middle of the year. They both made hires. Maryland is ranked and undefeated and looks good, and they're having fun, and Louisville has their worst team in the history of ever. Yeah. Ever. Ever. There's never been a worse U of all. I, I think like the 1909 Rodney Jenkins years would probably beat this group. I don't know. They only put up three points against YMCA. <laughs>
Fewest points in a half, and we had a lineup that featured shooters. Put freaking Wheeler in with Reeves and Frederick. I don't care. I'm so sick of these three freaking forward lineups. It's obviously not working, Cal. Uh, agree, Texter. Congrats, Cal. The way way to take all the air out of the season seven games in. This is pathetic. Here's to hoping we break 50 against a team that just went D1. Well, I got some good news for you, baby. They got 60. Man, I love Cal, but hard not to think he's lost his fastball at this point. I mean, he certainly has lost a step. It's just whether or not that step is still good enough to win big. I think yes, but sometimes these lineups make it make it tough. I'm starting to think that this UK team will not be, in fact, fine, TJ. Well, like we said, once the dust settled on last night, it wasn't really as bad as it seemed there in that first half. It turned out to be okay. It was a really ugly 20 minutes of basketball for a variety of reasons. At least they turned it on. I, I do have some, like... I, I have a few concerns about, well, they have some talented pieces. Like, I, I, I have some worries. Like, do they? The, the, there is, when, when they struggle like that, I have those I those thoughts creep up in the back of my you head. you got to get the right people out there together to play with one another. I still think it's good. But you're right. It's, it's hard not to have them creep in, right? Especially after the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. 2020, 2021. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm starting to think, or bet Michigan regardless of the line. This UK team stinks. There is if you if they go out there and just look bad for like 30 minutes against Michigan, it is going to be like a very settling. Like oh, they are probably just not very good. Groundhog's Day sort of. Are we expecting a good crowd for that game? No. Yeah. World Cup's playing. Oh yeah, that's right. Weren't you? I thought you said you were listening. Told you I was tired today. Shocking. I do. I do. So you're like, I'm even listening today. <laughs> Shocking how bad our offense is. Wheeler's gotten worse with decisions. We can't shoot. Oscar looks confused. Wallace looks like he doesn't want to be out there. Toppin who? Collins doesn't seem like he should be playing D1. Bizarre what I'm seeing this year. No, None more so than tonight. Make me feel better, TJ. Well, we talked a lot about it, so maybe you got – and Oscar was missing bunnies last night. Yeah, what was up with that? Yeah, was he was missing a lot of – a lot of easy finishes near the rim. Um, the one Wheeler play that really ticked me off was whenever Oscar was running for the down the floor in the middle of the paint, calling for the ball, and Wheeler just didn't throw it to him. And there was I, another time too, where Wheeler had Wallace just basically sitting crisscross applesauce on the in the corner, just yeah. waiting for the ball, and Wheeler decided to go to like Livingston on the right wing or somebody else on the right wing, yeah. just like wide open, wide open, the, easy three. I, I think to. To go back to my thought a second ago about like worrying about is this team any good? So I just worry about their basketball IQ sometimes. Like just from where they're running to the floor, who they're passing it to. Sometimes I'm, it's, it's, it's going on up there because it's just not. And I, and I know some of. And the other part of me is it's November, and typically with freshman teams, we're like, TJ, well, you know, it just takes them a while to figure it out. Like, they're learning the game. But, like, these are all old dudes who we've mm-hmm. seen before. Like, you shouldn't be making decisions this poor on the basketball court. Agreed. That same texture, they had a similar kind of emotional path throughout the game that I had. Shots fall, we can play with anyone. Weird game. I'm not as mad now. Thanks for making me feel better, TJ. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, buddy. No, but it did. Like once, you know, it was really bad and it was really frustrating. But once better lineups started playing, wow, wouldn't you know it? Better things start to happen. We're gonna head to our last break and then we will come back. We'll keep going at the Thornton's text line. Getting as far as we possibly can, hopefully, but I don't think we're going to finish it today. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Case.
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roush scared me. He was like, oh, no, my computer's going to die. Nope. Don't have to say RIP, though, thankfully. It's, it's, everything's going to be all right here for this final segment of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We go right. 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. Replay of the show, 9 to 11. And you get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. If you're looking for a good gift idea, ShadyRays.com. Just go to the mm. website, whether you're on your phone or on your computer, and you will be impressed with what you see. Polarized sunglasses, a Kentucky company that has now gone international. And you can save 25% off when you use promo code BIGX. Uh, they've got sunglasses for men's, women's, kids. they got prescription glasses. I'm, I'm going to Colorado in March to ski for the first time in 15 years. Oh, wow. Nice. What gonna, could go wrong? I'm going to have – no, no kidding. I'm, <laughs> oh, by the way, I was going to tell you, like I, I think I've pulled something in my leg from pickleball. It really, really hurts to move my left leg. Don't Where you stay you? stationary in pickleball? Yeah, right. I'm like – you've ever seen Meet the, <laughs> meet the Parents and the volleyball scene? That's, I was like yeah. me on the net in pickleball. Where where does one where you play pickleball? There's actually it's funny the place I play pickleball had a big Cardinal Sports Ty Spalding advertisement in the <laughs> in the gym, which I like I like Ty but it cracked me up. Uh, it's huge. It's a place called Euphoria Pickleball. It's right off Poplar Level huh. and off the Waterson. <laughs> Never. It's an indoor, so like you know you nobody wants to play when it's thirty degrees, but it's indoor. It's really cool. So is it recommend. by the Zoo Tennis Center? I think it's like forty dollars to rent for two hours, so like ten dollars a person if you're playing two on two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, no, it's. It's the building, like you see the waters in from it, but you hmm. have to get off Poplar. Instead of going the zoo side, you go the other side gotcha, of Poplar. Gotcha, gotcha. And then the it's shady like side. It's not the shade. Quit. Plenty of great stuff going on. Shady Ray side, which, by the way, I got to disagree with you. You said it was a good gift this Christmas. Great gift. Point being, I may, I'm sore and I may ski and I'm probably going to be sore then, but I'm going to get Shady Ray snow goggles because they have snow goggles on their website too. It's going to be. You're gonna feel like such wait, a badass. Wait, so, quick question on pickleball: When you're playing, you can't go in front of that line that you stand behind, the, right? The kitchen. Correct. Is that what they call it? Okay. Yeah. And if the ball's in the kitchen, it has to bounce. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun game. I was watching some highlights of we pickleball. We can all play the other together. Day. We'd have a good time. Yeah. So I'm checking out their snow goggles on Shady Rays. Really incredible stuff. I'm gonna be styling. But that's not for several more months. So in the meantime, I'm just going to settle for some nice sunglasses. Driving, running, hiking, golfing, fishing, biking, every day. They break it down by category. They have it by collections of sunglasses. You'll be impressed with Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and save 25% off when you check out. All right, uh, more text line, or is there anything else we need? Anything big time that we're forgetting? I'm trying to think. All right, where are we at on the text line, though? We are at the spot on the text line where they said, uh, amazing what this offense can look like when they play with a little aggression and intensity. Way too passive early on. Cal's double fist action should work well for this team. Spread it out and do two-man games, sort of like NBA teams do. Then replace the open space with a shooter. I think this team needs to throw the press in a little more, too, just to give them some more juice because it's clear they can't start a game pumped up. I, I really agree with pretty much all that. Text. Well said, Texter. There's, there's also... Uh, you just have to have the shooters in the spot to make those shots when you're doing that little two-man game. It has to be somebody that can knock down Which, that shot consistently. And you know what? In the first half, they weren't. And in the second half, they weren't. Like, when you're r- trying to run the post feeds to Oscar Sheboy, you can't do it with Jacob Toppin because the dudes are just going to help off. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be with another shooter. It just has to. Like, that's how that's how basketball works. That's how spacing works. I just – I wish – isn't uh, a dude the arrow in a growth spurt right now? Like, hasn't he grown six inches, but he's going to keep like growing? Yeah. I can't wait for him to grow into a four, because that dude will be aggressive. 
that dude won't – you won't have to ask him to go make a play. He'll mm-hmm. go after there and get it. The only issue is UK's got plenty of guards. They don't really need a guard to do that. Uh, sometimes they do. Sometimes they need their guards to kind of wake up and go after it. And if they're not doing it, then go put that dude in. But if you could have, like, his attitude with Toppin – be a really nice player. That was one thing nice about Terrence Jones. That dude didn't take any crap from anybody. And if he had to go muscle you up, he was going to go do it. Toppin, it's like you got to, he's like a little wind up thing. You got to get him going, and then then he's eventually going to run out of steam. Fading Louisville's putting my future kids through college. Thanks, Kenny. Heard they don't that. have kids yet, but they're future kids. <laughs> Hoosiers tonight, they're going to win me a lot of money, Scoots. I don't know about that. Why not? I'm, I just don't feel – it does not feel like a game that Indiana's going to just run away with it. You're Kopp's so gonna nervous. Have, he's going he's to have two fouls by the, un, by, by the under 16. I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but they've got other pieces. Who? North Carolina's not big You worried about year. Peter Nance? Peter Caleb, Nance going to get you? What's the love kid? Caleb Love, he's pretty good. You got uh, – who's their point guard? He's really good as well. Why Caleb am I love. blanking on all these names? The little guy who came back. Caleb Love? No. Caleb Love's the point guard, right? Leaky Deep, Black, maybe? He's thinking of, Le- Leaky ba- Black, yeah. He's he, Leaky Black is You're thinking there. of RJ. Uh, for 15 years. You're thinking of RJ. RJ Davis. RJ Davis, yeah. yeah. Okay, he's gone, though. Or is he still there? Yeah, I think he's still, still there. there. I think everybody See, except it's, for I mean, Brady it's a tough Manic game. Back. Tough game. Yeah, but they haven't been good this year, though. Yeah, they've lost. That's the argument. Mm-hmm. They've been but they're playing. In, but they're playing Indiana, which means they're likely going to be good tonight. So they're probably going to be like, well, this is a has-been program. We'll take our foot off the gas, and IU's going to roll them. I hope, They're not I hope be you're right. The, you're saying UNC will not be up for tonight's game because of the opponent? No, I'm saying they will be. Just messing with you. When Livingston, Collins, and Ware are on the court together, there's a part of me that dies. <laughs> if Cal wouldn't try four guards around Oscar against five white guys that spread the floor, he never will. <laughs> I also die. Uh, wait, I think we got some repeat text in here. I'm a little... It wouldn't surprise me if Scoots did that. <laughs> Just one. We've got Rouse thing, and it's disgusting. There's just DJ one. Again. Okay. It's the only one. I was more or less indifferent on letting go of Scangarello as the problems on offense were not all his, but ultimately the biggest culprit in making change was probably the right move. I lost almost all confidence in him after the Tennessee game where we had two weeks to prepare for a terrible defense and make them look like – and we made them look like the 85 Bears. Yep. So how could you be in, indifferent on it? Like, you sound pretty different. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Roush is actually, oh, we got that one. Kyle Tucker said John Robick's mom wrote a very angry post on social media when he was taken off staff and into an administrative role. Do you guys have any insight on Cal and Robick's beef? Could have used him for X's and O's. I agree. I, I think the Robick loss has been noticeable just in terms of game prep, uh, scouting, stuff like that. Just some stuff where teams should be, the team should be a little bit more ready to go. That being said, the beef, I have heard about it. I don't know if it's true, of course, because I'm not talking to Robic or Cal specifically, but I've heard the geist of it, as John Ramsey would yeah, say. I just, it's really I, ugly and like sad, and yeah. it's just not something I really want to talk about on a radio show. It sucks. It does. It's just a hard situation for everybody involved, it sounds like. What's Worked together for 20 years. Like Eventually, if we're still doing this radio show in 20 years, I'm going to have some serious beef with TJ, and it's just going to be an ugly fallout. I mean, it just it came down sadly to tragedy in Robic's life that it, you know, they're didn't handle it well. So the grownups. I mean, and, how you, nobody can ever. That's not yeah. something that you can handle well. But it it, it just it unfortunately came to a point where Cal kind of needed to to move on. And regardless, it's not something that's fun. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, we have a texture that says, 
Uh, Pulisic is the type, gets the hype, but U.S.'s midfield has been awesome so far. Outplayed England is better unit in all three group games. Musa and Adams really stood out yesterday, but McKinney was good too. One in Musa's free kick to go in. Just mm-hmm. the 20th birthday, get that too. The fact that that dude is just was a teenager playing on that stage is incredible. Man, he gained a big fan in me yesterday. Really loved watching him. I'm a huge fan of Tyler Adams. That dude is incredibly likable for a 23-year-old. Me too, after the Iran interview. (laughs) Yeah, but he's also just really good on the field as well. Uh, Why are we not getting Thiero minutes here in the first half with Reeves and Wallace on the bench? I'm just not going to have... I've got bigger fish to fry than the Thiero minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Although we did just talk about him, but that was more to make an example that we like some of the things he does, just kind of a crowded backcourt. Uh, wouldn't mind one of these teams coming off a win when we play them. Yeah, there's truth to that as well. Michigan coming off a heartbreaker. Jesus, yep. Did I miss why Uganda didn't get any minutes? I didn't get to watch from the start. I think Livingston needs to see the floor more. He looks the second best rebounder on the team right now and needs to be getting more than 12 minutes. Uh, I, I think with Uganda, who I'm a huge fan of, obviously, I think he's got a really bright future as a basketball player. I, I want all bigs to play less, so I'm not going to be promoting Uganda right now. I'm going to mm-hmm. be prom- I'm going to be demoting all bigs. Less time for all bigs, fewer bigs. Well, and you know what the worst part is is and this is the point they get to. Kentucky isn't a great rebounding team, so Cal is going to be so hesitant to to want to go fewer bigs. Then you, know you got to I mean? make your guards rebound better, uh, like I because Casey you know, Wallace does, but like. You get it, Wheeler camp, but Reeves should be all right. It was it was just annoying that there was a couple times where Bellerman got second chance looks because Kentucky wasn't like they were just standing around looking and then for a three point shot and they weren't ready to react as soon as the ball came off the rim. But Cal also needs to understand. I, I get you're right that he's going to think to combat that. Well, we need just more big bodies to go on there and get the rebounds. It's a it's an Oscar dependency issue to some degree. Mm, like the people yeah. are just so used to him going able to go get every rebound that they just sometimes take it for granted. That's something that you can teach. That's something that can kind of be you know uh, drilled into them. That no, everybody it's going to be everybody go go beat Oscar for a rebound, make it a competition. You had that sometimes last year, which was fun. A texter says, "How many days now since Louisville's won a basketball game? Goodness gracious, what a day!" Let's count them up. It is. Oh, we don't have the time. Uh, well, it didn't uh, didn't really just pop up. Either. 266 days ago. Sheesh. Oh, man. Whew. It's a long time to not win a basketball game. Oh, especially when you play a lot of them, too, you know? UK fan meltdown is always overblown. That is true. Seeing fans think there's no chance at us getting the Louisville Regional after last night is ridiculous. We have no bad losses with plenty of quad one wins left. If we go two and three against our five hardest non-conference opponents, Michigan State, Gonzaga, Michigan, UCLA, and Kansas, and then 15 and three in the SEC, we will be a one seed in Louisville. Five losses? Yeah, five losses. You definitely would be a one seed. With UK schedule, no doubt That'd about it. be six that. losses. I, they could, they could be, they could with six losses. At that point, it may be more of what some other folks are doing, and with five, maybe it's what other folks are doing as well. But if UK finishes the season SEC the, champs with five losses, I will, I will eat a hat if they're the, not a number the, one. The at least the good, the good point is there isn't just a, looking around college basketball. I don't see a team that's going to just thoroughly dominate and be like a thirty-two and three type. Agreed with that. On the flip side, though, gosh, it is a competitively good year in college basketball. Like, Mm -hmm. Virginia is a good team. And I think Michigan – Purdue. Purdue is a good team. I think Michigan State, like, they're ranked 20th right now. 
I think they're a legit top 20. You know, I think they're a solid team. But that kind of show, like, it's just, it's pretty balanced. I, people say this a lot of years, but I, I really could see a bunch of teams kind of getting hot. Um, I do think some are above others right now, and unfortunately, UK is not there, and that's got to change. Uh, Texter says these games in these games matter in November and December, and I'm convinced after last night that Cal doesn't actually start coaching until after Camp Cal. I really think in the early months he just lets his guys go and figure it out, and if we lose, we lose. He's kind of mentioned that in the past before, but the only game I'm totally ticked off about was Michigan State. Because you let a win slip away. Yeah. yeah. Gonzaga, lose on the road to Gonzaga, even in that fashion. Big whoop. I mean, Gonzaga just yeah. had done that to Texas. Like, had just had that happen to him to Texas. We've seen teams get blown out this season that are good teams. It happens. It does suck, though, because they haven't looked like normal Gonzaga this year. And just the way they did it, right? Where they just looked hapless for a half in the offense. Yeah. Just- it's just it just hasn't always been pretty. So no, it's, it's 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 been uglier than pretty this season, and that's gonna make some folks frustrated. Roush, UK football is going to do the forty yard field goal next year. I can hit that with my eyes closed. Well, at least not in front of sixty thousand people. If they're doing it again, hook a brother up. I don't that's know. From Levi, it was a Chevy uh, contest. You Levi, take up. a video of you hitting a forty yard field goal. I got to see this. I would I would like to try because I haven't done it in a long time. But like I used to be able to mm. bang those in just toe bashing. 40 yards, that's a long way. It's really, like, if you, I feel like if you're an athlete who could play kickball and, like, kick a ball, like, it's not, and it, somebody's just there holding it for you on an empty field, it's not that difficult. The problem with all of these is a lot of them, they have them on, like, actual kickoff tees, and I think it's harder to kick off of those than uh, than somebody, like, holding it on, like, a field goal tee. Trevor tries it. Get rid of pain, says one texter. That was a really good point. The Cal is just going to be like, you gotta, you just gotta be patient with them. He's he's doing a great job. I see a lot of improvements. They had a couple, you know, they lost three games by one point. One point. Yeah, he'll do that stuff. Uh-huh. Good. What if what if he didn't though? What if he was like, man, this guy, he's <laughs> killing my coaching tree, which wasn't pretty to begin with. Oh man, it's like a palm tree in winter. This is not good. <laughs> Good morning, TJ. I'm done with Cal playing Guess Who the lineup. Toppin is soft, and then at times thinks he's Kobe. Wheeler's bad. Also, why isn't Cal playing Ugana? My opinion, I think the lineup needs to be Wallace, CJ, Antonio, Oscar, and Livingston. The sub-Oscar with Hugo. Wheeler needs to come off the bench. He goes through too many stretches. He tries to take over and make too many mistakes. Let the freshman play and learn on the fly, like Cal's best teams. Also, I think Cal is thinking, just get through this year, and he'll have his typical star-filled team. I don't think that he's thinking. That last part I certainly disagree with. And, and I think more so, Texter, I would point you to the one prior that was talking about Cal, you know, probably more lackadaisical than we'd all like, and then the Camp Cal is his real – because it is a long basketball season. You don't want a team to get burnt. Right. But that being said, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a half-assed job, like I said, in hour one. He's got to turn it up. Maybe it'll be after Camp Cow, but it's time. Like the Michigan game, you got to win. And maybe look good doing it. God forbid. The, uh, I, I do think, too, that people would have give this team a lot more rope if Wallace was playing point guard and learning on the fly. And if it wasn't, Wheeler doing the same Wheeler things we've seen Wheeler do. You hate Wheeler. You hate him so much. I don't really. I'm not. I'm not like you with my inter- torch and pitchforks. Got to you, but it's it's, and that, and that's the thing that st- sucks about this conversation is like we're quick to just have like two camps. We're like it's somewhere in the middle. He can be fine in in a structured offense, but this isn't a structured offense. And instead, you're just getting some rough 
rough patch. I think he gets he gets probably too much blame, but he wasn't good last night. That's the, there's no shame in saying that he kind of stunk last night. Uh, it was a bad matchup for him. You can make a case why is Bellerman a bad matchup for him. I think that's fair. He'll have good games. He'll have bad. We just got to call it like see, and hopefully Cal can realize it when it's going on, and ideally not play a guy 35 minutes. Because Kaysen didn't play that well either. I mean, in 30 minutes, he was no, he didn't. one of five from the field. Oh, so maybe Reeves, rebounds, maybe Reeves gets to run a little point. See how that looks. Yeah, I mean. Got to ha- give credit where credit's due. Oh, this is from the sack pack. What's up, sack? Got to give credit where credit's due. While he was having a bad game, Wheeler was the only one not half-assing the offense. He never played off the ball in his life, yet the way he was coming off ball screens was twice as hard and intentional as any wing on our team. He's also the only one who wasn't pump-faking out of open shots. So there's a Wheeler praise. There you some, go. Some good no- Which, things that Sack noticed oh, from Wheeler. Well, Sack's also concussed from the hail last night, so. The hail. Got to take that with a grain of salt. He yeah, he concussed. Said he got hailed on, said he got concussed. Oh, heavens. <laughs> I um, thoroughly enjoyed watching Antonio Reeves curl a down screen and get an easy bucket to start the second half. When was the last time you saw that, TJ? It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, they did in the Bahamas. A texter says, TJ and Nick, I agree with both of you that the three-guard lineup is best. However, to try to put myself in Cal's place, you can't take Oscar off the floor player of the year. Toppin has already been touted as the hardest worker. Story about the most shots in the gym. He wants to get Collins going and build confidence when he is on the floor. You currently get nothing. But Cal can only do this against smaller teams on the schedule. Why say smaller team? Texter, I get what you're saying, um, and that's a good point. It's always good to have perspective and, and kind of hear a, a counter to all that stuff. But, you know, at some point, like, Collins is just going to have to show it in practice. You give him so many opportunities in games, and how many times can he keep? But, again, you cannot play him. He's got to be the five. He needs to be your center, 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 not like a center that can kind of spread. He needs to be your five, and then the four needs to be Livingston with him or – Maybe even Toppin, but if you're going to have Toppin, make sure Collins is the five if you do that. But you're getting you're getting back into kind of like an important stretch of games. You got to play the best players. It's an absolute chore to watch UK basketball. This team is going nowhere, and it's not too early to call it. Cal won't change. Roll the ball out there like you still have John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. This, you know, there are a lot of people that are, like, drawing their line in the sand and saying, I've seen enough. This is not a good basketball team. You all may end up being right. I'm, you know, I'm not going to fight you on it. I think this team should be all right in time. I'm certainly hasn't been the prettiest thing we've ever seen, but I'm, I'm certainly not there yet. Whatever you all do, don't ask TJ about his convo with the waitress and his brother from yesterday. Really embarrassing. Oh, uh, she asked if we were brothers, and I said, yeah, and I asked which one she thought was older, and she said me. Mm. But then she was like, I thought you'd want to, like, oh, you know. You're like, the Because you are the bigger brother. Yeah, They're, stronger. I mean, yeah. Definitely stronger. Better looking. Of course. Funnier. Mm-hmm, much funnier. <laughs> it's an absolute, uh, we got that one. Uh, Dawson was at West Virginia before UK. Yeah, did we, what? I forgot about that. I'm, I'm, well. I knew that. Oh, by well, the way, West I don't. West Virginia I don't, was Big East back then, so it want, doesn't I, really count. I don't want Neil Brown. No, nobody does. Okay. Yeah, people. kind of mean to say it, so. Yeah, I mean, he fired himself from calling plays this year. Like his offenses weren't great at Troy either. Yeah, I, yeah. It's just it, yeah. well, I could see Soup's loving them. <laughs> South Carolina won eight games. They're not back. We have a better offensive coordinator. Tennessee. I, nobody said they're back. They have momentum. Like they're moving in the right direction. That that would be kind of silly to say otherwise. Yep. Tennessee doesn't beat us nearly as bad without Levis. We beat or need us bad, and without Levis, we beat South Carolina. They beat an overrated Clemson team. We have a better offensive coordinator. We should have beaten Georgia. Definitely could have beaten Georgia this year. 
Indiana Tim here. Good morning. A couple weeks ago, Stoop said he needs to change his philosophy on off- offense. Has he? And what? And what would he change? Well, that, that's tempo. Baby. That's what he talked about. Was reflecting on like, are we? Because Kentucky was the slowest team in college football this year, like fewest plays per minute or whatever that 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 stat is. But yeah, I think that's the one where it's like you don't have to go so slow all the time. Now I, I understand that philosophy to a degree, and you don't need to. You know, like in the Titans, who they think they are, the New York Jets. Like, you don't have to go out there and do all of that and run a play every six seconds and get your defense behind. But you can run some tempo. You can you can speed things up a little bit, spread things out a little bit more to try to, to move the ball down the field. The best mix is cherry and Coke slushy. Any update? Ooh, I like that idea. I'm not a big cherry Coke guy. Any update on Bulls after the rankings last night? And who's going to call the plays for the bowl game? I would think it would be Scott Woodward. Actually, I'm almost certain it will be Scott Woodward. Don't you think it's kind of weird that, like, you know, Vince Marrow was a candidate for the Cincy job, but nobody's talking about him being the OC at UK? Mm, weird. Hmm. It'd be yeah. a natural step, right? Uh, any update on the bowl rankings, though, from last night? I haven't even looked at them, other than I thought it was. People were very mad in that Ohio State was ahead of Bama, and on the show, the college football playoff guy was like, "Yeah, that's where they're going to be," and then he back, he quickly backtracked on like the teleconference that they do afterwards with the Big Jays, and was like, "Well, we could change them, even though they're not playing." Well, why? Because <laughs> like that's it's just it's a joke. How they do that, that. is a joke. Yeah, uh, we'll finish with this John text. John here. Good morning, everyone. Glad we got the victory last night. Okay, I, I do see Cal sticking with a bigger lineup: Oscar, Toppins, Collins. And then a combination of two between Wheeler, Wallace, Reeve, CJ, maybe Livingston. I don't know if I imagine a lineup with Oscar Toppin, Collins, Livingston. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that lineup, but I guess Cal and staff know something I don't. But it does not matter if I agree with Cal and staff. Get paid the big bucks to do their jobs. I'm just a 36-year-old dad who discovered that I like music artists. Oliver Tree, and so does my 16-year-old son. So we have something in common. So suck it, IU. Hope you get the crap stomped out of you tonight. Well, got to go talk to you. Wow. John, I've, that text was all over the place. I've always liked you, John, but you can suck it for that text. Oliver uh, Tree? <laughs> all right. Uh, any predictions for tonight, Scoots? Interesting. Sounds like you're taking the heels. Oh, no. I'm taking the Hoosiers, but by five. I love how Scoots is just Mr. Worry Willie over here. And then I'm not worried. I'm just uh, I'm worried about them covering. I'm not worried about Indiana winning. Let me get that straight. So they'll win by a comfortable five point margin. The That's game right. will not be in doubt. Just the cover. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be nervy. Uh, I'll be nervy. I'll be down in some platties. <laughs> oh, even got Survivor pregame. Hey, oh, yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. All right, everybody have a great day. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Ross, Justin Kalen.